right, everybody. So welcome to DCI's number one episode of our podcast here. Uh, it's going to be both a YouTube show and a podcast. So we're really happy to have you here. So this is Bradley Crenshaw, who's going to be our co-host from DCI. The love doctor. What's up? Cut. No, just joking. Uh, so Bradley Crenshaw, a long time in the hobby, uh, done a bunch of different stuff. We'll dive into that in just a minute. But And then my name is Derek Summer, so I'm actually the CEO for DCI, and Brad is the founder and owner for DCI. So we're super happy to be here with you and ready to get rolling. So, uh, You know, I don't like the word founder, by the way. You do or don't? I don't. Why not? It's like you're saying flounder, like a fish. That's a good fish, though. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that. How about, how, about, how about we just stick to chairman? Okay chairman well i mean i can't do, it doesn't say love doctor on your credit card or anything so that's all big sexy that's how you know me big sexy okay all right <laughs> anyway clearly we have a character in here too so uh so episode number one kind of we're going to go through a few different things that'll be really important here we want to kind of touch through dci's origin story what it looked like how we got kind of things started maybe a little bit of uh, of our own backgrounds and history and then we'll talk about what really the, the goal of the podcast is so number one brad what we'd love to hear from you is a little bit of your origin story leading up to dci and then we'll get into the DCI part. So why don't you go ahead and start there? So how far you want me to go back? Uh, anything that's hobby and card related. So I'd love to hear about that. So we can go back to 2003. 2003 was my very first business that I owned. Okay. Um, I, I bought a card shop in Tyler, Texas, uh, back in East Texas. That was the very first business that I had. Um, we... That was during the era, era of LeBron James, of course. Greatest player of all time, right? Yeah, that was uh, during the era, era of the wonderful, exquisite basketball that Ooh. come out. Yep. So, uh, had that store from 2003 till about 2008, I guess, or 2009 was when I sold that, that store. And then, you know, I mean, I've moved into multiple other businesses. I own multiple businesses now. And, uh, you know, we, we started DCI. DCI did not... Well, it wasn't just an, you know, a brainstorm of, hey, that's how we're going to, you know, that's the name of the company. We're going Dallas Card Investors or DCI Grading or whatever the case may be. We actually uh, formed, DCI was not formed as an official company until later on, right? We, we started off as, I got back into the hobby during COVID and like a lot of collectors, right? I mean, a lot, a lot of people got back into it during that time. It was, uh, you know, you were stuck at home. I started, you know, listening to some podcast shows like we're having here of, uh, you know, everybody's favorite, Gary V. Shout out uh, to Gary V. That's right. Yep. And so, you know, I was out doing some exercise and, and listening to some of those podcasts and really got excited about cards again after being out of the hobby, you know, for so long. So I started doing a little bit more research and I come home and told my wife, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to get back into cards. And her initial response was, oh, Brad, please no. Because at one time during that hobby before, I had our house looking like a bachelor pad because of so much sports memorabilia. So anyway, I said, you know, just be patient with me. Understand, you know, I'm, I'm approaching this in a different manner. I think it's a different era. So I started really doing some research in the card you know, world and, and, and deciding to start buying raw stuff and then, you know, grading out. And I was doing all of that at my house in my poker room. So I was buying stuff. We would, 
we would leave and come back and my girls would go, what are all those packages at the door? And my wife would go, well, that's your dad's little boy sports cards. <laughs> so those little boy sports cards kind of kind of blew up just as, uh, you know, I expected they, they would. But, you know, we started that. I started hiring people. I started buying so many cards that I didn't have time to sit down and organize and go through those cards. So I hired people, started hiring people to sit down and just organize my cards. Look over my cards. I started teaching them what to look for, uh, you know, having the back history of the shop and things along those lines. I knew how to look over and grade a card. Okay. And so I started, you know, teaching the other people in the office how to go through, how to look at the cards, how to, you know, determine what we should submit for grading. And so during that process, just kind of kept, ex, you know, expanding and expanding more. And uh, we ended up having to hire that one person, went to hiring two people, went to hiring three people. And then we, you and I met actually during that time too. We met on, I'd went to my first card show that I had been to in ages. And sitting next to me was a guy that worked at a local card shop. I actually took one of my employees from one of my other businesses to come help me at that show. But sitting next to me was a guy that worked at a local card shop. And uh, behind him was Jason and his buddy. Gotcha. And that's where I initially met Jason. Yep. But we got to talking. I ended up hiring the guy from that card shop coming to work for me to help sort cards and go through that stuff. And then as we continued to grow... I ended up bringing Jason on. And, and I'm going to pause you for one second, just so everyone knows. So Jason Dardick is yes. the head grader for DCI, um, longtime sports hobby knowledge, uh, been grading for a long time on his own before this, and will definitely be a guest on the podcast as well. So I just want the, everyone to know about that. So and keep going. So anyway, we bring Jason on. Uh, we continue to grow. You and I met through the reason that, the reason that Derek and I really crossed paths was because I was looking, I'd went to that show and noticed that there was a lot of dealers in there that had these boxes of single cards and, you know, they were getting a dollar to $5 and $10 a card. And so I just walked over to him one day and I asked one of them, I said, where do you get all this volume? Because the way that we got volume like that before was we opened the packs of cards ourselves sure. or we bought out a big collection. And the guy goes, I get them from breakers. And I was like, well, what the heck's a breaker? You know, I had no idea what that was. Yeah. I'd been out of the hobby for so long that breaking at the magnitude that it is now was not, not, there was nothing, there was none of that. Yeah. And so I started reaching out. I think it was through a Discord channel Correct. that yeah. you and I made connection. And I bought into one of your breaks just to try it out. Yeah. And then you and I got to talking. And I mentioned I wanted to buy those cards. Could you sell me in bulk? Yep. And I believe it was somewhere around. I said I'd pay a nickel a card. Correct. Yep. And you Five were cents like, a card. you were like a nickel a card. That's right. Well, how many do you want? Right. <laughs> I think I shipped out fifty thousand cards <laughs> the first run. So, yep. So that 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 made it to where I had to hire more people mm -hmm. to sort stuff. And uh, then Derek and I got into conversations and. And, you know, we, we started talking about, you know, business and how we can grow and how we could do different things in the hobby. And 
Derek started bringing up some good things along our buyers program and really got me to thinking outside of the box out of just not just as a collector and as a submitter myself uh, that we could actually probably take this to another level. Yeah. And then we developed our relationships with, you know, with PSA and BGS, of course, we had those. And then we become one of the larger group submitters for individuals out there. And then we, we had that relationship where we, we were flying everything out to California. We were doing all the submitting. We were flying back out picking up orders. We were local here, so we were handling all the BGS stuff. Then we kind of moved into another step, didn't we? Yeah, that's for sure. That would uh, that was March of 2020, right? That was when we took that first step? Yep. yep. Cool. We decided, you know, we were so good at review of cards Judging by the data we were getting back from the grading companies based on the cards that we were recommending to be submitted, that we decided we would just start doing our actual grading of the cards and, and ass assessing it with a, a numerical grade. Sure. And we did that, and we have been very, very successful for people who have used our services and then submitted to one of the other big grading companies. What, what kind of accuracy were you seeing at the time? 96% accuracy. And the only reason that I will say we were not 100% accurate is because when you get into some of the bigger cards, they tend to get a little bit more scrutiny on them. And so our accuracy was 96% all the way across the board, which is extremely strong. Yep. I don't think... I'd be willing to put my team and I, or our team now up against anyone yeah. when it comes to grading card. Yeah. And that was to say that it would get the grade that we gave it or better. Correct. For clarity. Yeah. So we might assign something a nine and then it would get a nine or better with 96% accuracy. So, yeah, really impressive. So where has it transitioned to now? Where's the business at at the moment? Well, we're sitting in a pretty good spot. Mm -hmm. I mean – we are expanding almost daily. We're always leveling up. Sure. I mean, we, we keep the motto of number one or don't bother mm -hmm. because if you're not first, you're last, right? Ain't that a Ricky Bobby statement? <laughs> That's you know, true, yeah. So uh, as far as a business goes, I mean, we're in a great spot. We're, we're, we're financially stable. We have a great backing. We've got we, – we're, we're excellent on our grading. We, you know, stand behind our product that we produce. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, I mean, the future's bright, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's super exciting. It's fun to be here. Yeah, for sure. The hobby's been great. Yes. I mean, I own, like I said earlier, I own multiple businesses, but this is by far the funnest. Yeah, that makes total it's sense. It's funnest the word. Uh, yeah, it's, fun, on the, it's on the funnest, border. Fun, what, yeah, yeah, more yeah. fun, most fun. Well, yeah, yeah, but pretty close. <laughs> yeah, you're right on the border for that. So, um, so as Brad said, that's it. Uh, that's how him and I met, which was really, really good. Um, I had been in the hobby as a kid, so uh, similar to I didn't own a store in 2003, but um, similarly, I'd been in the hobby as a kid. I'd been a collector. Uh, shout out to 1987 Topps, Bo Jackson. Love that. Um, that was kind of my time period. And then I got out of it like most people did for a while from a childhood and then came back in as, as COVID kind of hit. So um, 2003, you know, you brought up about Exquisite, LeBron James, all that kind of, that was uh, phenomenal. 
Um, just for clarity, I am from Michigan, which means I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, which means that we have taken the worst uh, overall pick in that possible 2003 draft when we took Darko Milicek. So um, number two overall. So that if, you know, LeBron, Darko, great choice. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, some of those other ones. So that's my shout out to 2003, but I wasn't in the hobby at that point. So I didn't take any losses on, on Darko. But um, as we transitioned into you and I meeting and starting to work together and stuff like that, the company, as you said, has really, really grown. What's the point of us doing this podcast? Why are we going to spend our time, energy, and effort with all these other things going on and devote to this podcast? What do you think we want the viewers to be able to gain out of this? Value. It's all about value. Sure. I mean, everything's about value. As long as you're adding value to people, people are going to want to plug into you. If we're, we, we don't want to be another grading company. We don't want to be just another podcast show. There's millions of those that you could watch. There's, I don't know how many grading companies that are out there now. Millions of them. Several of those. <laughs> and we want to provide value and we want to do something different for the hobby. We, you, we've, we've talked about this for the last year, that if we're going to be a full-fledged grading company, we have to bring something different to the table. Sure. We've got to. Yeah. We cannot just start getting these plastic holders and, you know, some companies glue them or get a machine or whatever the case may be and, and just start slabbing cards. Just because we're really good at our RCRs right now doesn't mean that we should just jump into that, that slab. Yeah, we sense. need to add something different. Yep. And I believe we are, right? A hundred percent. So, yeah, a lot of stuff coming. Um, I actually looked up today. There's been almost a thousand cards, uh, DCI graded cards that have been sold on eBay. So you can get out there. You can see some of those comps. So that's been really impressive to see for, for a young company, right, um, that hasn't been around for that long in this space specifically. And being able to get that out there, there's um, – I think DCI graded nearly 30,000 cards over the course of last year. A lot of those, as we said, were driven off the intentionality of grading so that they could go to a different company with that accuracy rate. Correct. Totally get that. But now you're seeing more and more and more items coming up through sale through eBay being our biggest market source. You're seeing a lot of that out there. So that's positive. That's good for the hobby too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you are right. A lot of people did use our services to, you know, submit to the other grading companies yep. just because we do have that accuracy rating. Yeah. But although over the year, the last two years, we have created a base of people who really enjoy DCI. A hundred percent. And they are holding their RCRs, waiting for the moment that we actually release our value-added transparency slab. For sure can't wait to see that and that is something that we're going to talk about coming up on episode two for dci's podcast so thank you again for joining us tuning in for brad from derek we appreciate you all and talk to you soon big sexy out